I mean, I've been doing this for about 10 years now, and I've, I've tried a lot of different things. But right now, I own a few units in different countries. So one in Colombia, one in Thailand, one in the Philippines, and one Beautiful. in California. Oh, my God. Oh my gosh, so, so cool. What's up, guys? And thank you for tuning in to another episode of Once Upon a B&B. It's Anne's. And this is Ian. And this is Maha. We have a special guest today joining us via Zoom, Jasper. Thanks for joining us on Once Upon a B&B. Yeah, thanks for the invite. I'm excited to join and be on the other side of the podcast. Yeah, so you're a podcast host yourself. We see you've got this legit microphone set up and the headphones. Um, I think you were telling us you've had one since 2014. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I've done about uh, 450 episodes. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even know there were podcasts in 2014. Like, were you the first podcast or something? (laughs) You and Joe? (laughs) You and Joe. It's funny. funny, uh, I went to a podcasting conference back in uh, Dallas, I think it was. Uh, I heard about podcasting. There was a conference nearby. I was like, let's go. And then I was like, wow, this this sounds fun. Let's start one. Mm, I love that. So innovative. Original, because I mean, honestly, like that was like the beginning of the podcast market, yeah. I can assume. What's your podcast about? Has it been the same podcast since 2014 or you've just had? What's the name of it? Yeah. What's yeah, it about? For sure. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's called Get Paid for Your Pad and it's about Airbnb hosting. You were really ahead of the freaking game. Airbnb was new-ish around then too, right? Kind of. I mean, I joined in 2011. Mm-hmm. But yeah, back then when I would tell people that I was doing Airbnb, this response used to be, Airbnb what? What? Yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. So do you you teach people how to get paid for their pads, I assume? Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's so cool. Like arbitrage, which is a word we learned somewhat um, recently, or buy yeah. and hold, which is also a, a thing we know so much about. <laughs> about we learned Airbnb. last episode. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah, was filmed I mean, 10 minutes it, ago. It really... Um, it really started off as uh, as just kind of like an Airbnb one on one, just kind of sharing what I learned from renting out my apartment back in Amsterdam mm-hmm. um, those days. But uh, eventually, I uh, I partnered with uh, with somebody, another educator in the in the space, and uh, you know we kind of took it to to another level where we are now talking about scaling the the short term rental businesses and the different business models, rental arbitrage, management, ownership. So it's 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 a lot broader now than it used to be. Yeah, I mean, it's very popular these days to teach people how to do this, I think, is almost as popular as actually doing it these days. Yeah, that's right. With your spot in Amsterdam, I can imagine you had some some wild experiences. I think that's like a top travel destination. Are you in Amsterdam right now? No, I'm actually, I just I just arrived from Amsterdam yesterday. I'm in uh, Panama City right now. This is oh, where I'm in. Okay. Oh, okay. PCB, the Redneck Riviera. <laughs> Uh, the country. The oh, country. <laughs> the better version of Panama. I'm okay, glad you okay. said, yeah. I was thinking it, Maha. I was like, oh, that's that's very different <laughs> from Amsterdam. Okay, cool. <laughs> but yeah, so your first spot, um, I guess, where have you had other locations since then? So Amsterdam was number one. Have you, did you branch out? Yeah, I mean, I've been doing this for about 10 years now, and I've, I've tried a lot of different things. But right now I own a few units in different countries. So one in Colombia, one in Thailand, one in the Philippines, and one Beautiful. in California. Oh my, oh my gosh, so it's so cool. cool. I think you're probably one of our first guests that's had units in that many different countries. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. And you own them all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the whole idea was, you know, I, I started with one apartment in Amsterdam and I just wanted to travel. I became like a digital nomad. 
And so I, I needed a, to do something with my apartment in Amsterdam and renting out to long-term renters wasn't really working for me. So I tried Airbnb and it worked like a, a charm. charm. <laughs> a charm. That's right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The vision was I wanted to own different places in, in the world where I could stay while I'm traveling. So I could stay one month yes. in my own place in Colombia. Okay. That is also my goal. Right. Thailand, where in Thailand, where in Colombia, where in the Philippines. So Colombia, I'm in Cali, okay. which is the second second big, biggest city, but not not so well known when it comes to traveling. So a little bit uh, off the beaten track. It's also mm-hmm. capital of the world. Mm-hmm. White ass Ian is actually yes. half Colombian, yeah. believe it or not. <laughs> so. yeah. Soy Colombia. Yeah, it's, it is, uh, <laughs> at least it's the salsa capital of South America. The Puerto Ricans will probably argue with you if you would say it's the uh, salsa capital. Of I like the world, that. But, yeah. I'm biased. Believe that for but Dem's fighting words, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so Philippines, I mean, Boracay. Are you guys familiar with Boracay? I'm not. No. I'm I, actually I may, shocked I may have that heard you're of not, that. Yeah. I've heard the name, but I'm not familiar with it. No. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the biggest tourist uh, area in, in the Philippines, or the most popular tourist destination, I would say, in, in the Philippines. Is that the name of the island or the name of the town on an island? Yeah, the island's called Boracay. Okay. But it's very small, so they don't really have, like, separate towns or anything. Okay. You, you don't find, like, it being all over the world, different time zones causes any kind of, uh, I don't know, harder to manage? You know, I'm sure you're not doing that yourself. Or how's yeah, that? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm only actively managing the units that we have in California. It's, it's one property with four cabins. Yeah, um, cool. that, that one, those are managed remotely. The other ones I've outsourced. So I've outsourced it to other property managers. Big Bear or where is it in California? No, it's in uh, Idlewild. Oh, okay, cool. This is so cool. I honestly just Not feel like you're a visionary. And the Thailand one, this town I'm going to know. <laughs> Where's the one in Thailand? Uh, if you know this town, I'd, I'd, I'd be impressed. Ooh, it's because it's a very it. small <laughs> beach resort called Bang Sare. Oh yeah, old Bansare. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't know that. No. Jk, Jk. Which one of these is giving you the most trouble? That maybe has a story for us. The most trouble, you know, I, I've been kind of fortunate in that uh, I haven't really had to deal with any any major issues. I will say the the apartment in Colombia that I'm renting out. My property manager has had some trouble with that one, and the biggest trouble. Not my problem. Is that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He booked, uh, somebody booked a uh, bachelor party with a false credit card. Oh, so, scammers. So we ended up losing. Yeah, I bet they're from Atlanta. Right. How yeah. much? How much? Three grand. Yeah, lost, we what? lost three grand on that, unfortunately. Oh my gosh. When someone uses a fake credit card, three grand, that sounds like it was probably a long stay, right? That was a one month stay. Yeah. Oh, wow. So does the card not get charged until after the month or something? How did, how did this play uh, out? No, the, the card got charged and we got the money or my property manager got the money. But in Colombia, the, the banking system is a little different. Mm-hmm. They, they, pulled out, they pulled the money back like oh. after the stay was already over. Oh, no. So the system, yeah, the systems there is, are, are a little bit... Uh, it took them that so. long to catch the fraud? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, in the end of the day, like we were, we were out, of, out of pocket and he also stole a TV. <gasps> What? Damn. That was one of my first days, actually, for that place. <laughs> really? Yeah. Welcome to Colombia. Right. I know. That's crazy. <laughs> so, so Bienvenidos, the... Colombia. <laughs> were they American guests? No, they were locals. Oh. Uh, yeah, they were like, Interesting. Yeah. 
They knew the Colombian credit yeah. card system was slow. They're like, they won't catch this for at least a month and a half. That's, wow. I never thought about that, like, transactions in different countries being, like, much different than American transactions, I can imagine. Or just essentially, I would have never considered that somebody would have to get away with $3,000 in a month's time frame. That's, a, that's 30 days of fraudulent activity not being caught yeah. or trapped. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure how how exactly it, it happened but uh but my property manager stopped taking direct bookings for a while um until he he found like a better way to uh mm. you know to take those direct bookings mm-hmm. oh so Obviously, that's how you got burned i was gonna ask about yeah, how airbnb didn't you know take care of you but uh, so that's that's one of the good things about using airbnb is that you, you know you're never going to be out of pocket i just feel like also I guess you've had some positive, more so positive experiences. Was that the wildest situation that you've experienced? Yeah. Yeah, that's, I would say that's the only, the only real negative experience. I mean, there's, you know, so there's good, little though. things here and there. What about a super positive one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, 95% or maybe even 99% of, mm. of experiences have been, have been very positive. Um, I don't, I don't even know how many groups I've hosted over the last 10 years, but it's got to be more than 500. Oh wow! Um, more than thousand, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, but there's only this the only one that comes to mind where, you know, what that was a significantly negative experience. Well, you have been quite lucky. I don't think mm-hmm. we've met anybody that has multiple properties and has been doing it for this long that doesn't have so many terrible stories of things that have happened. But that's great. So you're living the dream. You get you to are, travel the world now. Is this your full time job? Is just you know having all these properties and you just get to travel constantly. Kind of, yeah. Since COVID started, like I, I really started focusing on the business I have with my uh, business partner when it comes to the educational side. So we, mm-hmm. you know, we teach people how how they can get started on Airbnb, how they can build a business on Airbnb. So mm-hmm. right now, like, I'm still traveling a fair amount, but I'm trying I'm trying to be more in one place mm-hmm. just for productivity. But sake. for like a month or two, and then going to your next exotic place. Mm-hmm. Do you travel with your yeah, podcast exactly. equipment and record in your different places, or do you have to come back to home base? To record. No, no, I, I record. Uh, I record wherever wherever I am. Yeah, very cool. I think honestly, like Maha stated, you are definitely like. I think most people who get into Airbnb business ultimately want to have the experience you're currently experiencing. Several locations, constantly traveling. You can focus full time on booking and digital content. I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? So when you tell your yeah. guests, well, when people sign up for your, um, I guess, classes, what's some information you could tell some of our listeners? Um, not yeah, how do they sign up for your classes? Yeah. If somebody wanted to learn from the best from you, how to, you know, get started in this business, make some money, how do they go about doing that? Yeah, I mean, the, the best place to start is uh, is getpaidforyourpad.com. We have a, a daily newsletter that we send out that people can sign up for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then through the, through the emails, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we, we update everybody on the different courses that are out there. But Essentially, we have a starter course. We have a course for advanced, more like a business course. And then we have a mastermind for high-level operators. Oh, cool. Three tiers. I guess if they wanted to know one thing, what's something you know now that you wish you've known 10 years ago? When I started Airbnb, um, I guess one thing that I really wished I, I, I'd known was that the pricing, is, the pricing is really interesting when it comes to Airbnbs. When I started, I thought... Well, my my apartment, I feel like it's it should be about this price, uh, so I just set it at one price. And uh, you know, looking back, 
I've probably left quite a lot of money on the table mm-hmm. um, because like people are, I didn't realize how much people are willing to, to pay to stay in, in these places, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was, I was giving away my apartment for, you know, for almost nothing, which I've still thought was a good price. Yeah. So, so just price yeah. points and just making sure based on the locations you've offered as well, it's kind of like you can ultimately charge what you want because these destinations just sound so unique or if they're already traveling, I'm pretty sure in comparison to like what's around in that area, you might be charging cheaper or so do you adjust your prices based on like now based on like season or um, occupancy? Are you constantly changing them every day or how does that work? Well, nowadays we have pricing algorithms that are specifically designed mm, for Airbnb hosts. Cool. So you literally just put in some parameters and uh, the algorithm will automatically calculate like the optimal price based on weekday, based on seasonality, based on demand and, you know, lots wow. of other factors. So is that Airbnb's now, built-in algorithm or do you have your own separate one? The one, I don't really recommend using the one that Airbnb provides yeah. to tell you the truth. Because Airbnb is wearing two hats. They, they yeah. want to be an affordable platform exactly. you know, on one hand, and they also want to provide tools to the host. So, you know, they kind of choose the price that they think is best for, for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's uh, independent companies that have actually created these these algor- pricing algorithms mm-hmm. that people can use. And, and they only have the interest of, of their client in mind, right? So, Good to know. Yeah. Like Smart yeah. BNB, uh, I think, uh, is one we heard about before. Do yeah. they... Can you name drop for yeah. us here? Well, you yeah, got to pay so for that smart, information. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a no, Smart BNB is, is actually, uh, they rebranded. It's called Hospitable. Now. Oh, yeah. I um, think someone mentioned that too before. Cool. Yeah. And that's a that's more of a uh, like an automated messaging uh, app or what you could call it a PMS as well, a property management software where you can mm-hmm. do different things. Uh, but when it comes to the pricing side, there's uh, there's Wheelhouse. That's a that's a really good pricing tool mm-hmm. that we use. There's Beyond Pricing and there's Price Labs. Those are really the free oh, cool. uh, pricing applications. And what you know, they they all work really well. It mm-hmm. saves a lot of time. Mary and, kill fuck. You know those three. <laughs> are you familiar with with kill fuck Mary? <laughs> all right, let me teach you. This is an American game. American humor, I guess. <laughs> uh, those three price. What are they called? We got we got Wheelhouse. We got what are the other two? <laughs> Um, hospitable beyond pricing, oh. beyond pricing, <laughs> and price labs. All right, you got to marry one, you got to fuck one, you got to kill one. <laughs> Wheelhouse, beyond pricing, price labs. So I've heard about this uh, this game, but I've never really played it. But let's uh, do it. This is not how it's typically played, but this is exactly how it's typically played. <laughs> okay, so I guess Mary would be Wheelhouse since that's the one that I'm consistently using. Yeah, mm-hmm. You should be right? consistent uh, with your wife. Kill, kill. Man, that's a tough one. I like because I have good relationships with all these companies. I don't really <laughs> right. <laughs> they're, they're sponsoring uh, getpaidforyourpad.com. So. Well, they're yeah, jealous they're, now. They're, you got two jealous uh, algos right now. So you need to kill one of them for your own safety. <laughs> Fine. I'll, I'll kill Beyond Pricing. And what was the other one? Fuck. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll fuck Pricing. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you are a digital nomad now, traveling the world. How many countries have you been to, and where is your favorite um, destination so far? 
That's a really good question. I've, I'm just uh, over 100 countries. What? Wow. It's like so almost all of them are real digital. Well, that's only about 50%. Yeah, you're over half. I know. Yeah. It's over half. That's <laughs> awesome. Way, you know? <laughs> it's, it's almost all the ones that matter. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Just kidding. As, as far Thanos. as like favorite, favorite countries, like, it's tricky, you know, because um, every country has like unique things. Mm-hmm. But I would, say, I would say some of my favorite. Number one, definitely Brazil. Yeah. Uh, just the energy, the people. It's it's just always always so much fun to to be there. Philippines is one of my favorites. Um, more so for the beaches, for the scuba diving, mm-hmm. for the surfing, for the palm trees and the cheap rum. Um, <laughs> and then Indonesia, I love Indonesia oh, as well yeah. for the food and and the, again also the scuba diving. I'm a big scuba diver, so you're certified, I assume. You got to be to be a big one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been like three or four times, but I am refused to get certified. Like, I don't want to be in charge for my own safety. I, I need somebody and, else like, to be in control tank of that. And, like, uh-uh, I didn't but. know that was an option. You're allowed to scoot yeah. out without being certified? Yeah. You're like the second person to say that to me. They're called discovery dives. Yeah, you can So you can go, it. you just don't go as deep, mm-hmm. but like, and somebody else like makes sure your oxygen's good and all that. Like, you don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Like skydiving. Works for me, but underwater. Mm-hmm. It's like skydiving with like somebody on your back versus by yourself. Except they're not scuba diving on your back. That'd be <laughs> weird. Those are a good top three, though. Sorry, what were you saying? I, I, I was going to say about scuba diving, um, the really cool stuff is usually deeper than 12 meters out. So yeah. If you want to oh, see like scary. manta rays and sharks and, you know, cool... You're not discovering any of that. I mean, I saw some cool <laughs> shit, but I also don't want to die. <laughs> but... I just, uh, that's why I did. A, I actually did a res- rescue diver certifications because I, oh, cool. I got a little nervous sometimes too. Yeah, and I was like, hey, if I learn how to save other people, I'll probably feel more comfortable. Definitely, scuba diving is kind of scary in it general. Is. It, it is the ocean it is, is scary. Sure. Yeah, it, it it's, can be. It's just yeah. like you have to get in the rhythm of breathing, like because you could kind of like panic uh-huh. at first because you're trying to breathe like how you regularly breathe, and that's not how you breathe when you're scuba diving. But where's your favorite place to scuba? There's yeah. a there's an area in uh, in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. It's called Raja Ampat, and it's like it's just a couple hours off the coast of New Guinea, mm-hmm. and it's like the has the highest marine biodiversity in the world, and it's mm. absolutely incredible. Very That's little so cool. uh, development out there, so very back to basics, but beautiful, amazing, amazing place. That's awesome. I feel so inspired. Yeah, <laughs> I've been scuba diving in Egypt in the Red Sea. Aruba and then Thailand, but I cannot remember where in Thailand. But again, they were discovery dives, so I felt like I was doing something, but I could like still see the top of the water pretty much. I was like twelve meters down. Yeah, that's a that's always a relief when you can see the surface. Uh, I dove one time in Vanuatu, which is in the in the South Pacific, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I, we we dived to a, a huge cruise ship that that yeah. sunk, and uh, I lost my instructor and. Um, <laughs> And oh, I, sorry. And I so only saw black because I was underneath the, no. the ship. And that was You're giving Ansley a panic attack panic right now. Panic attack. <laughs> oh, what was the last? Yeah, what was well, the last part? I was in shock. I'm sorry. You lost your instructor. You yeah. could only see black. Yeah, and then so what I'm, happened? Yeah. So I, I, I looked up and I, all I could see was like black. It was like very dark. And so I, for a moment, I wasn't sure like where's what's up and down. And then they, they teach you this trick where... If you ever get confused, bubbles. you basically you you blow out some air and mm-hmm. you look at where the bubbles are going. Yeah, and so that's, that's what I did, and and then I just slowly started like ascending because we were pretty deep too. How eventually deep? Eventually, I got to the surface. Like, yeah, we were around forty meters. Oh, okay. 
That was scary. That's terrifying. That yeah, that terrifying. is terrifying. Because I just couldn't yeah, I imagine being confused underwater. Ooh, yeah, was, right. that was that was a scary. Uh, this is one of the more scary uh, moments in my life, I would say. Have you? I feel like as an avid traveler, are you also an avid partier when you go to these places? What are some fun? exhilarating experiences you've had in these different locations. Yeah, you got any crazy travel yeah. stories? You've been lucky on the Airbnb side, nothing too crazy happening. What about on the travel side of life? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I used to party a lot the last couple of years. I've been more focused on like building the business and stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, when it comes to partying, I mean, nobody parties like the Brazilians. Yeah. Right? So, you know, just uh, one highlight is uh, in Brazil around uh, New Year, uh, they have all these like massive parties that last for like ten days, where like a thousand people go to this really remote place on the on the on the beach somewhere, and they build up, you know, all these party tents and everything. Oh, cool. And they have different ones in different locations. Brazilian and, uh, Burning Man. <laughs> yeah, some something like that on the beach. Like it was th- those parties were were great. What part of Brazil? I mean, these parties are in different places, but the one that I went to was in uh, it's the state called Alagoa, which mm-hmm. is just uh, a couple hours north of Rio de Janeiro. Cool. Days a couple straight. hours. Could, could be like five or six or seven. Alagoa. <laughs> to Alagoa. Yeah, I'd go to Alagoa. <laughs> that, that Brazilian couple that tried to threesome me, um, <laughs> they throw parties in Brasilia. That's like what they do for a living, which is the capital of Brazil, right? Yeah. Brasilia. That's right. Yeah, I got, a lot of my friends are from Brasilia. Actually, that's really? that's the guy. That's who I went with the party with. Oh, really? With oh my yeah. god! What if it's the same couple that tried to threesome me? <laughs> Small world. Was he also a firefighter? <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't try to threesome me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> do you speak other languages? Well, obviously Dutch, yeah, right? Yeah, I do speak uh, Dutch and English and Spanish, Portuguese. Uh, and then yeah, Portu- I learned Portuguese in Brazil. It's mm-hmm. it's hard to speak to both at the same time, yeah. like Spanish and Portuguese. Oh, and they get so very similar. mad if you try to speak Spanish to them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There I can is. say, no uh, falo portuguesa, which means I don't speak Portuguese. That's that's about it for yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Portuguese is a cool language. It's, you know, that's, it's very similar to Spanish, but the pronunciation is like yeah. completely different. So. It's kind of like Italianish Spanish. I had a Spanish yeah. test I had to take before, like, in college, and and so I was watching City of God, which I thought took place in a <laughs> Latin American-speaking country, and so I was like, Fuck, I'm going to fail this test. I don't remember any of my Spanish. I can't understand shit, you know, but it was Portuguese. it was Portuguese, <laughs> it was Portuguese yeah. <laughs> I was stupid. <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious, yeah. I mean, I feel like you definitely have lived, I mean, with how many years under your belt? 10 or 14 of Airbnb? How many years traveling? <laughs> or just Airbnb? like, mm-hmm. I started in 2011. So what is it? 11 Going years, on 11 guess, years. Yeah. yeah. Cool. You're a veteran. Time flies when you're having fun. I can imagine. I can imagine. So when you had your first um, location in Amsterdam, what was your second? Or did you just basically use those funds to purchase the next property, then those funds to purchase the next and just kind of went about it that yeah. way? Yeah. What happened is uh, they actually... Came uh, they came up with regulations in Amsterdam, so we, I wasn't allowed to do it anymore. So I essentially just sold my apartment and then used those uh, pr- used the proceeds to buy these these free other ones. Mm-hmm. Is it not difficult to like? Because a lot of countries you have to be a citizen to buy property there. Like, is it all the countries that you've bought properties in? I assume that's not the case, or did you have to go through a citizen, or how did that work? 
No, it's uh, the only the only challenge in most of the Asian countries is that you are not allowed to own any land. It's like a thousand so, year lease or something instead, right? Yeah, exactly. So one of the units I have in, in the Philippines is set up as a uh, as one of those lease lease agreements mm-hmm. where you can extend those agreements. Or, or, you know, so I, it's pretty much the same as owning almost, but it's technically you don't own uh, because you're not allowed to own the the land. The, so if you're by, mm-hmm. the one in Thailand I have is different because it's a condominium. So I, you know, the apart, my apartment is not on the ground on the ground. Floor. Yeah, you don't own the land so, anyway. Exactly. So in, in those condom, condominiums, they they allow forty nine percent of the condominiums to be in foreign uh, foreign ownership. Okay, cool. That's so good to know. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining well, us, yeah, there's Jasper. No, there's no problems. So it's get paid for your pad. Dot com or is it paid for your pad.com? Yes. Which yeah. one? That's right. It's get paid for your pad.com. The number four or spelled out? Uh no, yeah, it's a number. So not the number, the, the F O R. F O R. Okay. Is that how we find you on all platforms? YouTube, everything, same name? And do you have another company? Yeah, yeah. If you uh like overnight success. So overnight success is our educational company. Get paid for your pad is like the the reason I mentioned Get Paid For Your Pad as well is because I imagine a lot of people are listening. Uh, if you want to get started, that's really Get Paid For Your Pad is the resource for, for people that want to get started. Once you sign up for our newsletter, uh, we'll also automatically send out updates about our mastermind, our, uh, our business course, and, and everything else that we have. But that's just the easiest way to get our information. But yeah, Overnight Success is the official name of our company. And then we have a website too, overnightsuccess.io. Okay, that's awesome. True. It's .com for Get Paid For Your Pad. Get Paid For Your Pad is .com. Overnight Success is .io. That's right. All right. Cool. Good to know. That was tricky for me because I my law firm, it's Pain Pros, but it was short for Get Paid For Pain Pros. And I was going back between the number four and F-O-R. <laughs> That's why I asked if it was the number yeah. four or F-O-R because yeah. he's paid for Pain I Pros. Know you're, I know you're, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a lot of that, that P alliteration. It's hard on the mic, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, a lot of popping. Pushing P. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much for mind. joining us, Jasper. We appreciate it. I know. I feel inspired. It's yeah. like Yeah, you really are. Goals. On goals. goals. Hashtag goals okay. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been another yeah, episode <laughs> of Once Upon a B&B. This is Maha. That's on me. Ian. And this is Ansley. And... It's Jasper. See you next time. Thanks again, Jasper. Take care. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye.